so much for everybody who has participated. We cannot stress enough how thankful we are for the donations we get. And remember, it's not how much you give, it's how much you participate. So before I get any further, we have two very, very special guests today. Please introduce yourselves. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Mrs. Von Schernemark. I currently teach English at the sophomore and senior level, and I'm the volleyball coach here at Kellenberg. And my name is Mr. Dennis Murphy. I am an English teacher, 11th and 12th grade, and I also run the drama club. <laughs> Thank you so much. So the first thing we want to talk about is like, first question I have for you is when did the both of you start at Kellenberg? Shall you? <laughs> well, we actually started on the same day. So it was August of uh, 1990. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we've been here for quite a while. In those days, you know, at the beginning, we always have a faculty mass, mm -hmm. which has sort of set the tone over the years. And I remember we had it outside, yes, if you recall. Yes, in the courtyard. Yeah, we uh -huh. used to have it in the courtyard. <laughs> um, and um, it was just uh, something where... Was totally different. We probably, more, I, I was probably more of a student than a teacher, obviously at that point. Being, I guess, I was about 23 years old. Wow. So um, I haven't aged a bit, <laughs> as you can see. Uh, but it has been a, a wonderful experience from that day on. Yes. I mean, who knew that first faculty meeting and mass outside that they wouldn't be able to get rid of us for another 30 <laughs> years, you know? <laughs> but it was really embarking on a, an amazing journey. And even though at that stage we were raw and green behind the ears and all that kind of stuff, and I'm not trying to pretend that we know exactly what we're doing today, at <laughs> least we, um, we have been able to witness firsthand the absolutely remarkable things that have taken place on this campus and uh, among the students and the faculty here. It's just amazing. That's so nice. So when you guys first started at Kellenberg, what did you expect and how did it take you by surprise? Well, um, what I expected was to have somewhat of a an experience like I had. So I went to um, another Marianist school on Long Island. So. I had known the brothers, and um, the brothers always treated you as if you, they were my older brothers or they were you know, my parents. And it's something that maybe I figured somewhere down the road I would hopefully be able to participate in that and be that way for some of my students. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I remember I came here in 1990. I had already been teaching for three years prior to that but my brother was on staff here in the science department and he was coaching football and just kept raving about the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the atmosphere. So when I switched over and came to Kellenberg, it was such an eye-opening experience because you're walking through the hallways, you feel this vibe, you're, you're in your classroom, you do your thing. Um, after school, it continues. It's not something that starts at 8 o'clock and then at 2.40, everybody's out the door. <laughs> and I remember thinking after that first year, this is a really special place. And um, the relationships that you start with the kids that are in your room doesn't end necessarily at the end of that school year. You know, whether you're teaching freshmen or you're teaching seniors, doesn't matter. Once they leave the building, they still maintain or we try to maintain that contact with them and that's what I found a very different in terms of a school environment coming here. 
Wow. Okay. So, of course, you guys have been here for upwards of 30 years and, and more. And of course, the practice of teaching, especially at Kellenberg, has really changed. But for you, uh, how much has the like profession of teaching changed for you guys? Do you want to go? I'll go first on this one. Um, I know that our classrooms now are fully equipped with so many amazing uh, technological advancements. So if I, <laughs> a long time ago, we used to have the slide projector <laughs> and ditto copies and things. Now we can pull something up at the drop of a hat. I think the other day in my sophomore class, we were talking about the $350,000 necklace that Tom Buchanan gave to Daisy the night before they were getting married. Oh, and a good Gatsby. So <laughs> I had said to them, you know, remember this book is written in the 1920s, so $350,000 then is you know akin to whatever amount it is so student pulled out the ipad googled it next thing you know 4.5 million dollars in today's money <laughs> so you wouldn't have been able to necessarily do that without going to the library or going home and looking that up in an encyclopedia or something so between the technological advancements and just the opportunities to explore different things that we're given you know if i find something that's worthwhile in terms of a field trip or you know, a Shakespearean play, we readily get permission to, to do that. With our own stream of buses, we can transport ourselves. It's just, you know, a lot of different venues have opened up over these years. Yes, I, and I um, would like to add uh, what Mrs. Vaughn said. Uh, I remember just trying to find uh, the late Renaissance poet, John Donne. Mm -hmm. um, we all know he's dead. I didn't mean, I mean, late Renaissance, <laughs> later in the Renaissance. Uh, and I always wanted to find that cottage. You know, there's a famous inscription that he left on the window, John Dunn and Dunn undone. And I found that <laughs> on the internet. Now, we could never have found that mm. when we first started. You know, as uh, Mrs. Bond said, we always had overhead projectors. Yeah. And, you know, we um, we would utilize the board, mm -hmm. but so it was a lot of uh, communication in, yeah. in that regard. Mm -hmm. And as English teachers, uh, we spent a few years at the beginning with the iPad saying, uh, how do you do this? <laughs> you know, we were going to, so we basically taught by our, you know, many of the teachers that we had in class mm -hmm. who came to teach here. I guess that's another subject that we could could speak about as well. So it was a lot easier to like have the things you need to teach the students just by one iPad and it just changed everything. Right at your fingertips, yes, <laughs> yes. And, and this, it, was a, a, it was a humbling experience too because many of the students knew a heck of a lot more than we did with regard to the technology and it really uh, empowered them to a certain degree to you know take charge of certain aspects of the class and it made for a really great symbiotic relationship between teacher and student. Yeah, I know, like with me, for the iPad, it's like I love being able to be so organized and have everything I need for my homework just on one thing and not have to carry around like 30 textbooks or mm -hmm. right. many different Shakespearean books around <laughs> <laughs> class to class. And apart from that of the iPad being a really big change, what are other big differences that you've noticed in, the, in your time at Kellenberg? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, I know athletically we have been able to go to a lot of different places for tournaments and to gain more exposure for our athletes. Um, we're able to um, attend various seminars and guest lectures uh, based on whatever we're interested in. We can do that within the English department too. I know I, we were able to do that a long time ago. It just wasn't as frequent, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I always think 
when we think of changes, mm -hmm. some things that were done while we were here before you guys were born. Mm -hmm. um, I never take for granted being in my classroom after school or early in the morning and in the spring you hear the birds in the courtyard, you see the water, it's just yeah. so beautiful. I remember we were here, be we had a courtyard, but mm -hmm. it was not how it is now, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in the center of the building. So mm -hmm. it was really, really a metaphor for everything that has grown here mm -hmm. over the years since we've been here. Mm -hmm. That's so mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, the, uh, everything about the school is so, like, the atmosphere of it, just everywhere you go is just very common, relaxing, but also very educational, especially mm -hmm. in the classroom. I remember coming to Kellenberg for the first time in the sixth grade, and I used to go to public school before I came to Kellenberg, and I just remember being in a classroom didn't feel the same yeah. as being in a classroom at uh, public school. I felt like I had a deeper connection with the teachers, and that's why I love Kellenberg so much because I get mm -hmm. to have a, a better connection with teachers and get to learn from them in, in the classroom and outside of the classroom. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. with that said, of course, you guys will are working here and have seen a lot of changes, but what are your hopes for the school's future? Well, um, we have, we're actually living a part of the future because uh, this week we're celebrating Poetry Week. Is it okay for me to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, of course, please. That's all right. <laughs> um, April has always been designated throughout the United States as National Poetry Month. So I pitched the idea to our administration if we could possibly run something like that here at school. And that's another breath of fresh air about being here. It doesn't take long to promote an idea and have approval for it. You know, there's not a lot of red tape or bureaucracy. If you have something really <laughs> good, somebody will tell you to just, you know, run with it, which is basically what we found out. So um, when you're projecting into the future, I could say that even just as recent as maybe two months ago, I wouldn't have foreseen the excitement and the buzz that we've generated by celebrating National Poetry Month via Kellenberg Poetry Week <laughs> this week from April 1st to the 5th. So we have students sharing poems after school, during class. We have arts, re poetry's relationship to art, poetry's relationship with music. We had a poetry scavenger hunt, but I mean, talk about the future coming into the present. This, this event this week has really shown how we just continue to grow. Every 24 hours, there's something new. <laughs> Mr. Murphy, what about you? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about poetry for a second. Of course. It's not going to be, not turn into a lecture. Someone put on a timer. But I, we, Mrs. Vaughn and I <laughs> talk a lot. We've taught the same things mm -hmm. uh, at times or sometimes different. And um, one of the things that I always tell her is that when I do Victorian poetry or romantic poetry, the beauty of it is you see something different every year mm -hmm. and you see something different as you get older. Mm -hmm. Poem means a little something uh, else to you as well. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we're trying to plant that seed in our students. And, and Poetry Week, of course, is a beautiful way to, to celebrate that. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. And, and staying on the topic of Poetry Week, what, what events are being held? I know it's almost the end of the week, but for today, what are the after-school activities being held today and tomorrow? Sure. Um, today we have open mic afternoon upstairs in the chorus room. And we're inviting students to participate in the national production, which was Poem in Your Pocket. <laughs> so essentially across the country during this month, students are encouraged to find or just rediscover their favorite poem and either make a copy of it and keep it in your pocket, as the title would say, or in our case, have it on your iPad. 
So we'll be doing that this afternoon. It can be a poem that's written by someone famous. It could be someone who's just a new poet. It could actually be original material. As a matter of fact, <laughs> first period class today uh, was absolutely unbelievable because I had a senior world lit class and we started off by sharing our poems. Mm -hmm. Even though we're doing this after school, some kids are pulled in a thousand different directions so they may not be able to make it this afternoon. Of so course. we tried it in class and the entire period was spent on poetry. And I have to just tell you very quickly about one of them. This young man, Tyler, he's a first generation American. His parents are from Columbia. He's told the class, and this is all spontaneous, that um, his grandfather gave him a collection of poetry and he wanted to know if he could read one of the selections and it was by Pablo Neruda, a Chilean author. And um, I said, sure. So when he put it up on the overhead, on the uh, projector because of the iPad and mm -hmm. the technology, um, <laughs> side by side, he had the Spanish version of the poem and the English version. And so as he began, the class was said, and so did I, would you read it in its original language? So he started reading it in Spanish and it was so mellifluous and so amazingly beautiful that the, even the students who didn't know Spanish we're just following along on the right-hand side with the English, and it was—it's actually entitled "The Saddest Poem," and it was about a breakup and you know a, the loss of love, and oh. and it was—it was one of those moments where, as a teacher, you stop and you say, "This is what it's all about." Oh my goodness, we just had the greatest teachable moment. It was not imparted from the person behind the desk; it came from one of the students in the room. And the reception of his peers was just outstanding. And so we have that, after, we have that this afternoon, the open mic night. And um, tomorrow we are doing poetry and music, where students are invited to examine literary devices that appear in various songs. Of course, clean. But um, <laughs> we're going to be doing that right here in the auditorium. And we'll start by you know, pulling apart a couple of modern songs. Not that I know them, but um, <laughs> some of our great seniors are gonna help me out with that. And we'll discuss sim use of simile, metaphor personification, um, hyperbole, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to look at sharing some playlists and talking about those kinds of devices. So that's what we have left for Thursday and mm -hmm. Friday. And then AM announcements, we've featured something every day. Yes, the, the, the poetry uh, genre of the day. I, yes. I read the ballad on Tuesday. So staying on the topic of poetry once again, both of you are English teachers mm -hmm. and both teach poetry. And when you guys teach your classes poetry, what do you hope the student will take away from that because it's such a the the poem is such a wonderful way to just fit your own emotions and your own way into a little little story mm -hmm. and each poem you read will always give you a little something but what do you hope poetry will teach a student well i'm currently teaching the uh, victorian age poetry <laughs> and one of the great parts of that it's really it's almost that's almost one of our final uh periods and it's really a, an amalgamation of all different types of poems. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Browning was almost the Stephen King of mm -hmm. his age because it was really for entertainment purposes for the most part. Yeah. Tennyson was sort of the established poet who was sort of at the tail end of the Romantic age. And what we really want to do is, for example, we were talking yesterday and I went into <laughs> Mrs. Vaughn's class and I said, what does this mean? I am a part of all that I have met. So what we want to do is we want the kids to take these poems with them. Mm -hmm. in, in other words, 
where did I hear this before? Where did I, you know, and sometimes the wine will come to them and they'll remember the poem because that's how, what happened to us. That's why we became English teachers. Yeah, of course. You know, because, you know, literature has to stay with you. It has mm-hmm. to be a part of you. You can't be different. I remember a reading of Mice and Men, which was probably the first book and finishing that. And I remember where I was sitting Mm-hmm. and how I felt and how the book made me feel. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want poetry to do for yeah. our students. Not so much, okay, this is the rhyme, this is the meter. This <laughs> is the, we want you to, to feel it because it really is about life. Yes. It teaches you, yeah. teaches you about, about yourself and, and other people. Yes, and that's the beauty of it, too. I mean, it's so subjective on so many levels. And um, when you're looking at a poem and people are dealing with words on a page, it's totally different from information. We live in an information age, and you're bombarded with news and details and things like that. But literature is not information. It's it's soul food. It's soul words. It, it, it moves you. It, and even that quote you were just talking about, I'm a part of all that I've met from Ulysses, um, that's exactly what today is. Whoever has, is coming through, whether you're a member of the current classes that are in this building, or you're a parent, or you are a graduate, we ha- we're all part of one another, and so you carry that experience with you. Now, where is he going to get that idea? You know, that's, that's poetry. That's what it's all about. It, it moves you to the depths of your soul, and you carry it with you when you go. Uh, wherever you go. And the f- best part about it, I think, is the freshness of it. As Mr. Murphy was talking about, you know, you revisit a poem that meant something to you five or ten years ago, and now, as an old fart, you realize, oh my gosh, it has so many <laughs> so many other meanings to <laughs> yes. me now, you know? Um, and I think the best part is running into graduates and members of the class of whatever, and you see them, and they say, you know, I went back to Gatsby, and I reread Gatsby, or I went back to... Um, one of the other poems, let's talk about Langston Hughes, and, and we're talking about um, hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. And someone will say, hey, you know, we were covering something in college, and I thought about that poem, and I realized, wow, now I look at it quite differently. I think that's what is so great about literature. We, we really have the opportunity to work with uh, souls, to work with people at their heart level. It's great. That was really, really well said, Mrs. Vaughn. I think you brought up really good points about saying like lines from poems or lines from any type of literature and it's sticking with somebody. And I think at Kellenberg, especially with teachers, like a part of a teacher always sticks with you. Mm -hmm. And I know that every teacher I've ever had will always stick with me in some sort of way and something they'll say will always stay with me. And I think even though like we're reading poetry, like even though what you said that is a good metaphor for how we work here at Kellenberg Mm -hmm. and how important the community here at Kellenberg is. Yeah. So last question on poetry, which is a very important question, is what is your favorite poem and why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do we have three hours? No. <laughs> um, I could, I'll, I'll go first if you don't mind on this one. Um, my favorite poem, and I actually had announced it to my students the other day, is by William Ernest Henley, and it's called Invictus. I remember reading it as a young kid when I was having a pity party for myself and looking for excuses and why things weren't happening and you know all this. And um, it was really a take charge kind of poem because the mm-hmm. last stanza is, it matters not how straight the gate or charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And so 
I actually wrote that on a piece of paper and kept it in my wallet for years because I, I wanted to make sure that I knew whatever I decided to become in my life was my choice. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to look for excuses and I wasn't going to look back on events of the past and say, oh, poor me. No, I am the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Wow. Mr. Murphy? Um, I kept uh, the last page of James Joyce's short story, The Dead, in my wallet. That's why I was always borrowing money for <laughs> a number of years. Uh, but back to uh, what you asked, Sarah, my favorite poem is uh, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night um, by Dylan Thomas, my son's name. Class of 2013, by the way, (laughs) is Dylan Thomas Murphy. (laughs) And the last lines resonate with me. Mm -hmm. He says, and you, my father, there on that sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And it's as if he is saying to us, not just speaking to his father Mm -hmm. i know you have to go but i want you to stay and that's how we feel when we have a presentation like we had this morning with the seniors you know i know you have to go but we would love for you to stay Mm -hmm. you know but that's that's the the heartbreak and the beauty of life yeah wow very very well said So, of course, Mrs. Vaughn, you brought up that in 24 hours here at a school, so many new things can happen. And, of course, growth continues at Kellenberg everywhere. You know, we have we have new activities and events all the time, especially like the day of giving for us the topic and the theme changes every year. Like this year, we have the podcast, which actually just started this year. A few teachers were called together to put together a podcast. And Mr. Harnish and Mr. Harris got together a few students. And we started it in September and did an opening episode episode and talked about the beginning of the year and AAA and the main mentors and and since then I, I had like a little gap because I did drama but ever since finishing drama I've just taking this I've taken this podcast into my own hands and I've never been more in love with doing a club <laughs> just because I get to talk which I love to do I love talking <laughs> <laughs> and I get to just I get to interview people who can share a little bit about their experiences mm-hmm. and they get to share that with a bunch of other people, not just me, anybody who listens to it. So like our last episode is with Mrs. Marconi and we talked about college placement and talking about the standardized tests. And then before that, I interviewed these freshmen and some juniors who went to Aruba and volunteered at an orphanage in Aruba. And then I got to talk about how I went to Israel and just I never would think in a million years that I would get the opportunity to have like my own little club and be able to run it and have so much fun doing it and of course with the help of everybody here today with the participation we get to have so many clubs like that and it will continue to happen like next year when I'm still doing this people will take over and fall in love with it as much as I have and like with the first poetry week we've never had anything like that we've of course the teachers have talked about it but there's always new growth at this school and of course that's why we have to thank everybody who's donating today and everybody who's been giving your donations don't just mean that they help the school they help the students have a better experience at high school and have more clubs and have a better high school experience that they'll be able to remember and tell their children and be able to tell everybody watching today who is coming 
So we're also going to read some thank yous from everybody who's been donating. So we have a little on-air shout-outs from everybody who's been donating. So we have Tara and Paul O'Donohue. And Tara and Paul say, We are so very honored to have been a, par a small part of this year's Day of Giving and forever proud to be Firebirds. One heart and one mind. Let us use this one day to really make a difference. And Tara, we have to thank you again. And everyone at News 12 Long Island for helping us on our special day. If you guys don't remember, Tara was did a little interview on... Uh, News 12 and was able to uh, talk about our day of giving and be able to uh, have people know more about our day of giving. We also thank Joanna and Joe Palumbo. Uh, Joanna and Joe are actually current parents and Joanna is an alum from the class of 1993 and they're making their gift in memory of Joanna's mother, Joanna Cavallaro, who encouraged her to attend Kellenberg and Joanna says, it changed my life and is the best decision she ever made for me and now it has trickled down to my children. Thank you so much. I love you mom. Rest in peace. And Matt and Ashley Kirk, which is Matt is a faculty member and a member of the class of 2004. And Matt says, what an honor it has been to have attended and now work at my home away from home. May God continue to bless the Firebird Nation. And then Mrs. Vaughn and Mr. Murphy, you guys can read the rest of the thank yous. Yes, we have Ryan Dempsey, who's an alum from the class of 2017. And Ryan says, keep up the good work. Go Firebirds. <laughs> uh, along with Ryan is Timothy Gilbert, who's a current parent right now. And he echoes the same sentiment of Ryan by saying, go Firebirds. Um, June Keller is an alumni parent. And she says the Keller family wishes Kellenberg great success today. So we appreciate her reaching out to us today. And Kathy and Peter Wabel are alumni parents. They had two sons that came through, Andrew, who was the class of 2014, and Kyle, who was the class of 2017. And they say, as alumni parents, we couldn't be more proud of our sons, Andrew and Kyle, and of their current nephew, Matthew Morales, who's in my fifth period class, actually. <laughs> um, he's the class of 2019. So we thank the Wables also and everyone for being so generous. Mr. Murphy. And we also hear from uh, Janice Sweet, who is a current parent. Janice is donating in honor of Robert Sweet, who is a member of the class of 2020 and a member of my class. How sweet it is. <laughs> then we move on to Kathy Dreschel, an alumni parent. Kathy is donating in memory of Stephen Clifford, who was a member of the class of 2006. She says, thank you, Kellenberg, for all you do, have done, and will continue to do. Uh, Scott Gualtieri, who is an alum, he is the class of 1991, so I've really run the gamut. I had Scott <laughs> my first year teaching as a senior. Scott is giving in honor of this great place. Then we hear from Anne Marie and Delvis Estrada. They are alumni parents. We are so grateful for the education you provided to our kids. Keep up the great work. God bless you all. And someone who is uh, very special to both Mrs. Vaughn and I, it is Eddie O'Brien. He is a member of the class of 2017, and he has a very special special message to the, to the esteemed person to my right. <laughs> uh, Eddie made his donation in honor of Mrs. Vaughn and oh says, <laughs> out of my sincerest gratitude to Kellenberg, it is a joy to be able to contribute what I can see the future Firebirds continue to soar. 
Thank you so much. And thank you again to everybody who's donating. Um, let me just get an update on the amount of donations we have and the donors. So we're at currently, our goal is 87,000. We're currently at 69,430 and we've had 680 donors. Wow, thank you so much again to everybody who's been donating. We appreciate it so much. You're helping our future of the school and the future students who will come to the school. And thank you to our wonderful, wonderful guests, Mrs. Von Chernemark and Mr. Thank Murphy you. for being here today and for everything you've shared for us. Thank you, and those today's podcast is coming to wrapping up. There are a few more events going on for today. Uh, our special day of giving. Jordan Bernhardy from the class of 2017 and Kate Burns from the class of 2018 will be back to continue our live broadcast broadcast on Kellenberg.org and Facebook Live as the day of giving cur- coverage continues. So make sure you check back for our cup upcoming segments at 1.30 p.m. at 4 and our final broadcast at 8. And if you like this podcast, we have a bunch for all of you to check out. So search for Kellenberg on iTunes or Spotify, or you can find us online at kellenberg.org slash podcast. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in today. Make sure you follow us on all our social media at Kellenberg or for all the religious aspects of our school at Kellenberg Arc. That's all for today. I'm Sarah Goes. Tune in next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.